Praise the Lord, everybody. My name is Briagio Hawthorne, and this is the God Effect. And uh, today we're going to be coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And uh, this 1 Corinthians chapter 2 is talking about how we can have faith in God's power or how we can have faith in God's power when he is using us. Um, this, uh, this chapter, this specific chapter, this is Paul speaking. And uh, he's speaking to the church of Corinth. And he was, he's talking about the message of Jesus Christ. And um, when he's talking about Jesus Christ to the Corinthian church, uh, these are now the Corinthian church, they are Christians. So he is talking to Christians. And how the way we can apply this is how it is spoken to us. Um, Paul speaks about his reliance on the Holy Spirit and his reliance on God. And so basically, in a broader sense, we're going to just be talking about how we can be uh, reliance on God and the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is flowing in and through us. All right. So, um, without further ado, we're going to start off first Corinthians chapter two, and we're going to read, uh, through verses one through, uh, five. And we're going to just break this down section by section. So if you can go ahead and grab your Bibles or, Whatever it is that you uh, is closest thing to a Bible to you, and just grab it and let's dig into this. So, First Corinthians chapter two says, "And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling." And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and the power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So if you just go back through those verses, verses one through five, um, we're going to look at some key key components here. So uh, starting at verse one. Paul says, I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. So Paul's saying that uh, when he came to them, he didn't come to them with with these big words or these these this big philosophy. He didn't come to them um, with excellent speech, you know, just like Moses. Moses was a, they said Moses was a stutterer. And uh, Aaron was his spokesman. And then, but Moses had the face-to-face connection with God. But Paul in 1 Corinthians 2, um, he said he did not come with speaking religious or fancy words. Or words that sound spiritual or, or tickles people's ears, to tickles people's ears. So we, what we can take from this is that how can we be used by the Holy Spirit and how can we have faith in God's power? Number one, we have to be real with ourselves. We have to be real with ourselves so that when we speak to people or when we in our speaking, uh, we cannot try to dazzle people with spiritual or religious fancy words. You know, you see a lot of preachers and a lot of pastors out there. uh, They do, um, you know, they do a lot of illustrations, which is good. God may have given them to them that way. They do a lot of illustrations. Uh, They do a lot of um, they do a lot of, uh, you know, just just talking. But, you know, um, everyone has a different style. You know, some, 
you know how you, you hear see some pastors speaking on on a sermon and they they breathe you know in the with the you know the you know how they do you know um some of them are speaking with passion you know some of them are just doing it for theatrics you know you can usually tell if you have the discernment of the holy spirit you can usually tell you know um where it's coming from but all in all if the word is being preached the word is being preached you know but a lot of people focus on the charisma instead of the character you know the character of of the messenger who is bringing forth the word of god you know and the bible does talk about us mishandling the word of god and using it um in error you know so um also in james i believe it's james 1 or james 2 talks about how uh if you want to be uh, used by God, you have to learn how to tame your tongue. It's the tiniest muscle in the body, but it's it can cause destruction. We curse God out of our mouths, and we we bless God out of our mouths as well. You know, so so with being having faith in God's power, we cannot try to dazzle people with spiritual religious fancy words that sound spiritual or try to tickle their ears. Amen. So um, so. We see from Paul's example, he was he was real with himself right off the bat, you know, with what God is doing and is taking and leading the, the, the people. He He's going to, God is going to use us. So we have to know and prepare our hearts and minds for when he does. Amen. And uh, so that is, so when I say that, I don't mean just in the church, but outside of it as well. So number one, we have to be real with ourselves. We have to be real with, real, real with ourselves. So, um, in verse 2, it says, For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in meek, in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling. So Paul Paul was real with himself right there. He said, he said, I wasn't I wasn't a fancy uh, uh, philosopher, philosopher. You know, I wasn't I wasn't this big guy who. Ooh, this big hot shot apostle, you know, you know how sometimes we have these big hot shot apostles and pastors and preachers or whatever and prophets, you know, who, who the, the big names out there. Now, I'm not saying all of them are wrong or anything or all of them. I'm not saying anything about them. God bless them in their ministry. But what I'm saying is that most of us as believers in Jesus Christ, those who follow Christ, we have to be real with ourselves. Amen. We have to be real with our weaknesses. We have to be real with our shortcomings and allow and let God to use our weaknesses and our shortcomings for his glory. So we have to be real with ourselves. We cannot be used by God if we are being fleshly and trying to be the world's friend. I believe the church has gotten that mixed up so much today because we have Christians trying to be like the world. We have Christians trying to bring the world inside of the church. We, 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 we water down the gospel to fit and stay culturally relevant. We 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 water down and, and preach uh, preach not on the serious topics, amen. So because we think we're gonna lose members, the faith is not in 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 the size. It's not in the size, the size and numbers, the size and excuse me, how many people are gonna be there. But it's the size of your faith. How much faith do you have in God that no matter what you're gonna, if there's one person in the church, you're gonna preach like no one's there. Amen. And we, we are too busy trying to seek the approval of man instead of the approval of God. Amen. So so if you are, are, are one to be used and desire to be used by God, first off, you have to make relationship a priority. 
Amen. I, the Lord has been teaching me that make a relationship with me a priority first before you try to desire spiritual gifts and be used by me. Because you, I, I used to read the, the, the I, one of my favorite prophets in the Bible is Elijah. He was a warrior prophet. He was a, he was went up there, you know, with the boldness of the Holy Spirit, you know, and confronted Jezebel and Ahab. And, uh, and, uh, just by the decree of the Lord, he said, it will not rain for three years, you know? Um, and I used to, I used to be like, wow, just, just not even just Elijah the prophet, but the book of Acts, the miracles, the signs and the wonders. I used to look at those things, say, oh, that's the power of God. I want that. But the Lord kind of took me aback and said, hey, you're focusing on the wrong things. And it is true. As Christians, we can get overly obsessed with who has, who God has called us to be. Amen. And we had to get our priorities straight in an order. And that's what God sat me down and said, hey, first, get your priorities straight in order because you are designing the gifts more than the gift giver. Amen. So we have to be real with ourselves. I had to be real with that. that was a weakness I had. And I had to be real with that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I had to be, thank you. I had to be real with that. That was one of my weaknesses. Amen. And, and, and I struggled with perfectionism and I tried to be perfect in every way possible for God instead of realizing that I was flawed for God. I hope you guys caught that. Um, but uh, back to the text. We cannot be used by God if we are trying to be fleshly and trying to be the world's friend. The Bible says that friends with the friends to the world is, is, is enemy enmity towards God. So we can't try to sit at God's table, but hold hands with the devil at the same time. Amen. So, so we, we can't try to be the world's friend, trying to sound fancy, spiritual when ministering or preaching or teaching, etc. It's best to keep it real and just plain and simple, you know, be, be yourself, let God use you. You know, when we come to people or when people come to us, don't switch up, don't switch up your, who you are, you know? And I remember the Holy Spirit telling my wife is, uh, don't compromise, don't condemn, but educate. Plain as day, the Holy Spirit told my wife that do not compromise, don't condemn, but educate. And I believe as if we all, as a body of believers, concentrate on the real, plain and simple gospel, be ourselves, and don't switch up, don't try to sound fancy spiritual, but just simply deliver the word of God, we will see more lives change just as in the book of Acts. Amen. So, so, so make a note of that. If you can. Um, so verses four through five, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words or man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So we see here verses uh, uh, four through five, that uh, Paul's preaching was not with enticing words, but with power as demonstration by the saving power of the Holy Spirit. Your faith refers to all who embrace the gospel by faith. Their conversion and co corporate identity in the body of believers were a result of God's power. So, Paul says, my speech, my preaching, was not with enticing words or man's wisdom. I believe too many of us, when we try to preach and when we try to teach or whatever, me, I'm not trying to preach or teach right now, I'm just trying to deliver you the word of God. But, but it says, Paul says, my speech, my talking, my preaching, my, and all that was not with enticing words or man's wisdom. We've got to stop relying 
on the revelation of man's wisdom, but start to rely on the revelation of the Holy Spirit. If you sit in your studies, as you're studying your Bible one-on-one with God, sit in your studies and sit in your quiet time with God and start to try to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the revelation of what you're studying, He will give it to you. He will give it to you. And the way that we can do this, Paul shows us, is first off, not to rely on man's wisdom. Don't go straight to Google. Google is a good tool, yes, but that should not be the main thing. I'm a victim of this. That should not be the main thing where you get your revelation from. Now, I believe this is another issue. Interpretation of scripture. Scripture should not be assumed. Scripture should not be interpreted by your own ideas. Scripture should be interpreted as the Holy Spirit says it is interpreted in the Bible, in scripture. We should not assume the Bible. Oh, this says this. I assumed. No. But we pray. Ask the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit to reveal these things to you. And you will get the revelation that God wants you to receive. Right? So he says, I don't come to you with speech and preaching and enticing words, but in demonstration of the spirit and the power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Too many preachers and too many people in today's world rely on the preacher for their salvation. They rely on that good sermon on Sunday to get to, to keep them saved. Let me tell you something. Your security of your salvation is not in the preacher, but in the word of God. It's in Jesus Christ. If you are trying to achieve salvation, I, I'm afraid to tell you, you are being legalistical, a legalistical Christian. I was once that God saved me for being religious. You know, so trying to achieve and work hard and earn your salvation, but you have to just simply receive it and embrace it and accept that you are flawed, that you are a sinner, and you now walk in God's grace and faith and power. Right? So, number two is that no one understands God can use you in your weaknesses. And those dark areas in your life that we try to cover up and hide from the rest of the world. The places and the areas in your life that you think are not strong enough or valuable enough for God to use are going to be the strongest if we give them to him. Right? Give him your weaknesses and your speech, your attitude, your bad habits, and watch the results wow you. If we stick to this, give God every part and area of our life. He will begin to take that part of our areas of our lives and transform them into things that you never thought you can be free from. Right? So this is my question for you. Uh, 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 put it down in the comments if you want to answer. What is something you think most Christians, considering yourself as well, struggle giving to God? I, I would love to hear your answers. But we are going to uh, move on. So our weaknesses, listen to this please. Our weaknesses cry out to God, and faith is the answer. Faith is the answer. Your weaknesses, your flaws, all your shortcomings, all that, they cry out to God. And guess what? Your faith in Jesus Christ is the answer. So when evangelizing or witnessing to someone, you may uh, share in their weaknesses. Something that you used to struggle with, right? You can help the person by relating and sharing how you overcame those weaknesses that you both share. Right? Do not despise a brother because he has a weakness. Many in the church are, are too hypocritical. God is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. 
but we have become judgmental and hypocritical because we see a weakness in our brother. No, Galatians 6 and 1, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, lest you be tempted, right? Restore them with love. We're so quick to rebuke and jump on people and say, oh, this is wrong, I disagree with you, but we got to do it in love. Your approach and your delivery matters. When you're approaching and delivering the, the message of Jesus Christ, your approach, your tone of voice, everything, your gestures, all that, they matter. This is not just a book we're handling here. This is the word of God coming from directly from the mouth of God. And we're polluting it because we're trying to be like the world. We're watering it down. We're being hypocritical. We're judging. We're doing the opposite of what God is telling us to do, really. You know? We're, we're acting just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The exact men that Jesus rebuked. The church is acting like them. And you see where Jesus says, be careful, right? Be careful. Watch out for the leaving of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The disciples say, oh, is he talking about bread? No, he's talking about the, the their teaching, right? Now, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were sects. They were a sect. S-E-C-T-S sect right so they were a religion so what jesus is saying watch out for many false prophets will rise in the last days they will you know preach falsely right he's talking about the false religions the religions right so you have to be wise and understand when you're living the word of god be careful not to just go off a sermon that you heard on youtube a sermon that you heard on tiktok right or facebook study the word of god for yourself so here's another way. Here's another attitude and attribute that we should have. Paul always kept a humbling mindset and attitude with the fruit of the Spirit. Right? And this is how you know you are truly saved. If you are developing and, and um, actually producing a genuine fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. Here's other fruits. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, meekness, gentleness, and kindness. As we behave and act in these traits, they become a part of our character. These traits show God that we are humble and that we reflect his character. Right? So, Paul goes on to say, verse 6, How be it, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Right. So God's supernatural wisdom was understood by those who were enabled to see it through the spirit's illumination. Right. Excuse me. So Paul felt he felt unsure about this walk, totally inadequate. But then he said, in spite of all that, I was feeling in spite of all that I was feeling, in spite of all I lack, all these things, and had all these shortcomings, he trusted in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit to use all that he lacked in. Our life of faith is a response to God's power. We cannot be ruled by our feelings and emotions that negatively impact us. We cannot be ruled by our feelings and emotions in order to see miracle signs and wonders. And saints, I'm a prime example of this because the Lord actually corrected me one day when a uh, uh, something happened where a person said something and I felt some type of way about it, right? And the Holy Spirit said, "Christ died for all. Don't don't look at don't feel a type of way against that person. 
no matter how harsh the comment or offended the comment was, but but love that person. And I was battling with what the Holy Spirit said to me that I had to love them because my feelings wanted to be mad, wanted to feel some type of way. But I had to put faith over my feelings by being obedient to the Holy Spirit instead of how I felt. So we have to understand that our feelings and those negative emotions that impact us kind of keep us in bondage to this fleshly tainted nature. In order to walk in freedom, we cannot be led by old habits or behaviors or mindsets or thinking. We have to kill the flesh daily and its evil desires, right? And don't let it rain. Put off and cut off any parts of your old self, right? So you have to trust and rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, right? That's my baby crying. (laughs) So. (laughs) So (laughs) if we are not careful, right, if we are not careful of being ruled by our flesh and emotions that negatively impact us, if we are not careful, watch this, we will get in the way of Jesus and what he is trying to do instead of making a way for him. We will get in the way of Jesus and what he's trying to do if we let and are ruled by our negative feelings and emotions that impact us. Right? So we constantly need reliance on God's wisdom. This is why. Because we, we're so ruled. If, if our feelings and emotions are the first thing that we go to in a situation, there's a problem. If our feelings and emotions are the very first thing that we go to in any situation, there's a problem. Instead, because I'm, I know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Instead of going to my feelings like I used to, I now go in prayer. Lord, what should I do? What is this? How, you, how do you want me to go about this situation? That should be the attitude of all Christian and brothers and sisters in Christ. Instead of going straight to your feelings, this person did this to me. Oh, wait. You have the Holy Spirit now. You have God. And he tells us, don't repay evil with evil, but repay evil with good. Right? Check your heart. Does, what does God say about this when somebody does me wrong? Instead of, what do I say about this? No, no, no. What does God say about this? Right? And, and so many of us try to be like the world. We call ourselves Christians, but are we actually, is there actually a change inside of you? We say we're believers. So yeah, I'm a believer in Christ. Yeah. Okay. Is there a change? Because when you come to Christ, you there is there has to be a change. You cannot claim to be Christian, but yet live like the devil. We have to be holy. We have to repent. Turn away. I mean, repentance means a change of heart that results into a change of action. Holy. Be holy. We have to be, meaning be set apart. From the the world's ways, attitudes, attributes, all that. Be set apart. Right? We constantly need to rely on God's wisdom and power to grow in ministry, in life, in personal relationship. Not human wisdom. So, I'm going to leave you off with these two questions, right? What are some ways, what are some ways that we get in the way of God? 
Uh, if you don't mind answering that question in the comment section. And two, how can we make ourselves available to God so he can move in and through us? So that's a, that's a two-part two answer. Amen. So if you don't mind uh, answering those questions down in the comment section or wherever you hear this from. Amen. I hope this uh, encouraged and ignited your faith. I hope this uh, grew your faith. I hope this this touched you in a way that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. Amen. All glory be to God, the Father. Amen. Um, understand and realize this, that as a child of God, you have a great calling on your life. You have a great calling in your life. No matter what people say, no matter if everybody knows that you're called or not, it wasn't a conference call. It was between you and the Lord. Amen. If you want to seek a genuine, if you are new to this podcast, and you don't know the Christ, our Lord and Savior, I'm here. Amen. Or a friend, a Christian brother, sister in Christ, a local church you know to go to that. Um, um, and you have questions, ask, ask me. Open up your Bible. You know, um, but be careful of the information that you receive because everything that has a label Christian on it is not always Christian. Amen. The devil is disguising himself as an angel of light as well. Amen. So there are wolves in sheep clothing as well. So you we be, be careful of mishandling and using the word of God. Um, I hope I did the Lord's will on. Uh, no, I know I did the Lord's, word, Lord's will on this. Amen. I hope someone was impacted. Um, know that. You are a child of God. There is much required of you in these times that we are in. Amen. Um, I hope this has truly blessed your heart. And until we meet again, this is the God effect. And it has been a pleasure with you. Amen. Uh, God bless.